everybody. Welcome to the Bagging Forecast, episode number 138. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. We're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways. The first being The Week in Geek, bring you the top geek stories of the past week. Then we bring you the list, the books that we're looking forward to coming out September 5th. Then we follow that up with our weekly rotating main topic. This week we're taking a look back at some of the comic books that came out during the month of August in our August Look Back. Yeah, but what are we in the middle of right now? We're in the middle of some deep-seated competition, aren't we? We are, and it's Oktoberfest, so we are doing our Oktoberfest square-off. We don't have a name for it, Paul. Blitzkrieg? (laughs) (laughs) Our Oktoberfest Blitzkrieg. I like it. <laughs> um, this week I picked up one from Saranac. So we uh, have the Saranac one, and then, John, you have another one here. I grabbed another actual German uh, Oktoberfest. And this because is a- we didn't learn our lessons right? last episode. I, you know what? I, had, I, I got a care card at work for being an efficient employee, so I used that to grab a uh, another beer for us just because I like beer. Yes. Um, so this is uh, Eyinger Oktoberfest Marzen Authentic Bavarian Festival Lager. Um, and it's... It's a lager. It's a lager. It's a lot like those other ones we tasted yeah. last week. It's light. Uh, light, minimum yeah. spice to it. Almost... It's it's slightly ghosty. Mm-hmm. You get a little bit of that flavor linger, but... Every beer that we've had so far has made me just want it to be October so I can get all that s- delicious spice that we get in the pumpkin beer. Yeah. Yeah. Because Oktoberfest is letting me down. Well, I should say the authentic Yeah. Oktoberfest. Mm-hmm. There's, there's nothing there for me. Yep. White watery. Um, yeah. Nothing really... I don't understand what a Mars. I thought Marzen had more malt to it. I thought there was supposed to be a hint of sweetness. This has none of it. Um, none of it. Marzen is actually, um, it's it's kind of stupid. It's it's Marzen describes the color from like amber to like golden. It's also German for the month of March. Yes, um, but that's these aren't true. See, I learned stuff when I went to school. These aren't the true Marzins that they would have been drinking. These are the ones that they're brewing for the current festivals. The other one, like I said last week, the the true ones would be like they would be high gravity lagers because they would be they would up all the alcohol for it to last from March to um, September. So you have the the festival beers that they started brewing. I think before World War. One. This is the saddest party ever. Mm-hmm. Because this is not an Oktoberfest I would want to go to. No. Nope. This isn't Oktoberfest. This is Leave Me at Home Burfest. I <laughs> <laughs> see. I was thinking that you would go with October sum- slumber. October. No. Yeah. Strangely enough, mine was better. Like <laughs> <laughs> going, you keeping October and and changing the word fest because it isn't a fest. No. No. Okay. This, is just, this beer has sapped all of my will to live. <laughs> let's let's get you excited with some of the news coming. Can out. we? Maybe 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 something in this week's news will make you excited and what make you want to go to the theaters. I love the theaters. The theaters. The theaters. So, you guys enjoyed Kick-Ass. 
They did enjoy Kick-Ass. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was fair. <laughs> Paul, Paul, I didn't, didn't really like it. So, uh, Jim Carrey is going to be playing the Colonel in Kick-Ass 2. I have no idea who that is. Yeah, I mean the Colonel, not Jim Carrey. Oh, okay. That was uh, the guy in Jumanji, right? <laughs> yes. I think he was in Jumanji. <laughs> I don't know why I'm making bad jokes. David Allen Greer. They were on uh, in Living, Living Color. Color together. Uh, no, you know. Wait, Paul, were you allowed to watch in Living Color? No. Okay. <laughs> he I wasn't just, allowed to watch The Simpsons. That, that was just one of those things. Like, how did how did Paul know that? The thing is, allowed. I think is the wrong term. Okay. It's we had one television growing up, and it was what my parents wanted to watch is the things that we watched. And I had older, uh, an older sibling, and I had younger siblings. So, you know, it had to be to the least common denominator for that age group. Okay. And there is a good eight-year difference between me and my youngest sibling, so therefore, there you go. Okay. Sorry, John, I didn't mean to cut you off, but oh. that, that was just rattling around in my head. I, I uh, need to clear that up. They get allowed to. Jim, Jim Carrey being in this, like, I'd probably check out Kick-Ass 2 because I did enjoy Kick-Ass 1. Uh, I never, I didn't read, read the comic books of Kick-Ass or Kick-Ass 2, so I have no idea who he's playing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like, I'd like to see him play a more darker role. I like when Jim Carrey does that kind of stuff, but I'm not, it doesn't really, it doesn't wow me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't read any of Kick-Ass 2. I don't care for John Romita Jr.'s art. So that's well, kind of the main detraction well, think, for this. Kick-Ass 2 being done by Steve McNiffin? No. No. You're thinking about Nemesis. Nemesis is... Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no Steve McNiffin. If it was Steve McNiffin, I'd probably check it out. Have It'd you probably been be, picking I up Nemesis? <laughs> I didn't pick up Nemesis, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I have no connection to that. I enjoyed Kick-Ass, so I would check out Kick-Ass 2 if it was drawn by Steve McNiffin. Hmm. There's a logic there. There is... There is. There's no pull for Nemesis, who is the world's greatest detective who's a villain? Yes. Uh. Mark Millar. Yeah. Mark Millar. Uh, other movie news is we got a trailer for Hansel and Gretel, colon, Witch Hunter. Yeah. It's S at the end of Hunters, because there's two of them. It's got Hawkeye and some other woman in it. I didn't recognize her. I, no, I didn't either. And it looks like... Every movie that you could think of that has happened like that, like uh, what was it? That's why. That's why I'm excited for this like because the over I'm, the top weaponry. <laughs> I'm yeah. probably the only person. Sorry, I didn't mean to kick you. That enjoyed Brothers Grimm. I liked Brothers Grimm. I, I didn't think it was great. I liked it a lot. Um, for as much as we didn't like Van Helsing, it was still entertaining. This is along those kind of lines. Yes. This is more, more Van Helsing, I think. Than, more Van Helsing than something like Snow White and the Huntsman. The Huntsman, I, which it, it's kind of it's kind of like Underworld, but with two but not regular modern. people, not modern. Two regular people just over the top killing of witches instead of vampires and werewolves. Yeah, it's I more like, over I like the top. He takes on fairy tales, though. It 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 looks like. You know exactly what kind of movie you're going to go to yeah. by watching that preview. And mm-hmm. you're going to go, and if you're not going to nitpick every little thing about it, you're going to be 
well entertained. Shyster. See, I got to leave my nitpicking at home. Yes. You, and you also have to mark that time because Paul just yes, swore. I know. See, this is the kind of movie I would go see with my mom because, like, we go out maybe like once a month to the movies and just to see something fun. And this is probably going to be it. This is. I I go I go almost weekly to the movies mm-hmm. with my father, and this is the one that you know you, I call him on Wednesday to make sure that he doesn't go see it without me because. We'll go, we'll watch it, we'll talk about how over-the-top, how stupid it was, and we'll sit around, have a couple beers, eat a burger, and, and talk about the movie. Could I just show up, drink a couple beers, and eat a burger with you guys, and listen, half listen to the movie? Yeah. i probably get more enjoyment yeah. out of that than actually paying the $10 to see the movie. I, uh, that sounds but fun. Where, where we go in Canadagua? It's like six bucks for the ticket. It still sounds like more fun than paying six dollars <laughs> to see that movie. Yeah, it just has no appeal to me. This over the top, just zaniness. I didn't enjoy Van Helsing. I had no need to see Brothers Grimm. You are wrong for and that. I have no need to see I, I Hansel love, and Gretel, Witch Hunter. I love the fact that I love the Heath Ledger movies that nobody else really seems to pay attention to. <laughs> Brothers Grimm, Night's Tale, two of my favorite movies. Huh? Uh, um. Brothers Grimm, it, it, it's good. It's a quirky, um, I can't think of his name, uh, movie. Um, Writer? Bosco. The, the guy that did, uh, from, Trip uh, Hunter. My, from Monty Python, who did, um, Terry Gillian. Terry Gillian. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I, I, I didn't know where you were Terry going. Terry Gilliam is attached that. to Brothers Grimm, how? I think he wrote and directed it. Oh. Or did a version of, uh, it's a take on his idea. Scriptwise, and then he directed it. Hmm. Cool. And I do, I do love his movies. Time Bandits is one of my absolute favorite movies. Yeah. And Baron Munchausen. Two movies I have not seen. I I never actually watched uh, Baron Munchausen. No. No, you let me borrow it, but I never watched it. Yeah, you do that a lot. Did yeah. You, did you ever unwrap? Uh, what is it? Uh, Baby's Day Off. <laughs> Baby Geniuses. Baby Geniuses. No. And I had I had somebody over. They were looking at my our my my Chris and I live together, so our DVD collections are together. And he's kind of looking. He's like, "Oh, that's a cool movie. That's a cool movie." And he just pulls off the shelf like Baby Geniuses and looks at me. And I'm like, "Oh, that's uh, Chris gave me that for a graduation gift." And he's like, "It's still wrapped." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna watch it." I go. I, I keep it only because he's going to die before me, and when he does, it's going in his casket with him. <laughs> so that's why you jog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is why I I run two miles every other day. The first You're, After the first mile and a half, it's just, i got to bury baby geniuses <laughs> with Chris. I have to bury baby genius. That is a lot of to say while you're running. I could, well, no. you gotta, it, you got to make a rhythm out of it. Okay, so, yeah. yeah, you know. That's your mantra to keep yes. you going. You're gonna Actually, wait. It just works out to baby, baby Chris geniuses, something like that. You know, every other foot. <laughs> baby Chris, baby Chris, baby Chris. It's almost like the Chili's jingle. <laughs> <laughs> baby Chris geniuses. Uh, something else that's you're not looking forward to, nope. Hansel and Gretel, but something that I'm looking forward to is the possibility that. We may be getting 13 more original new episodes of Arrested Development than the 10 promised us on Netflix to lead up to the movie. Um, 
I guess they're shooting tons of extra stuff. They're really working a lot with Netflix. Um, I can't think of the creator's name of Arrested Development. Mitchell Hurwitz? Yes. Yes. Um, they're working together. They seem to love the idea, and people love that show. Like, I'm, I'm kind of glad that it's not going to be on Fox because you're not going to get like two episodes and then they're going to cancel the Arrested Development. Well, that's what I like about Netflix is they're probably able to look and see like, wait, how many times have people watched episodes of? Yeah. Okay, yeah, G- give them a few more because that's that's money for them. Yeah. Um, the only and. They haven't said if they're going to come out all at once or you're going to have to wait weekly, every week, a new I, episode. All at once. It's going to be. That's no, how Mitch they, Hurwitz even said, like, really? they still haven't worked out. Worked it out. You may be we- waiting every week for a new episode. I'm to, okay with that. Out. Yeah. It's so weird, though, because there are other... I, I want like, to savor for, this, Paul. The other thing that it was made for Netflix, uh, what was it? Lilyham- Lilyhammer, all at once. You could watch them all. Yeah. And... I think House of Cards that is coming out also. I'm not sure. Maybe if they're going to do every week release, then here's the thing. I at think, what time? I think. And won't that technical geeky thing? Aren't, wouldn't they be afraid of the bandwidth issues with everybody coming online to see the newest episode yeah, at the same time? I don't think they have say, to worry about that. Say they put much. it on at midnight. Not everybody's going to watch it. At midnight. And your midnight isn't the same as my midnight. Exactly. And that means people are going to be watching it when they get home at work. Not everybody gets home at work on time. Some people watch it before they go to work. I I get up and run every morning. I usually have two hours before I have to go to work. Hmm. I sit and I watch TV or I play a video game real quick. And they don't need to worry about ratings. It's And people that sign up for Netflix for the ability to watch the newest ones... If they're doing 23 episodes, that means they have to be subscribed for four months? Nope, more. Six months? And that's why I think they would probably stagger the releases instead of just putting it all up at once so you don't get someone like, oh, man, I'm going to pay the eight bucks, watch all of this, and then cancel it. You're going to want to keep them coming back to watch it. And while they're doing that, they're going to see all the other wonderful programming that you have on there. Yeah. I think this is a good opportunity for them to maybe refresh all the stuff that they keep putting on there, too. Like, mm-hmm. I watch a lot of documentaries on Netflix, and I hate that half the ones that come up are about wrestling. <laughs> like, something that I'm just I'm yeah. not going to, I'm not going to watch it. Like, no offense to people that are into wrestling. Like, it's just, I'm not going to watch something about Brett the Hitman Hart. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I watched and- one about sushi the other night. It was great. Euro, uh, Euro Dreams Dream Sushi. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I keep, keep me coming back. And lately, Netflix hasn't been doing that because when I go to see, okay, what's recently added? What's new? New episodes of Parks and Rec just hit. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, they're on there? Well, the fourth season, yes. Nice. See, that's, that's something I would probably watch that in 30 Rock. But those are shows that I've watched Already. all those episodes multiple times online. Uh, Hulu and stuff. I, I just started watching Breaking Bad, and you know they have all the new episodes of that go up too. You know, yeah. so they they do do that, and they do have a bunch of new new movies just come up too, or, or you know, new movies to them. Uh, I know most like almost all the uh, Beverly Hill Cops just came up, but they have a bunch of new ones like Warrior is up. Mm-hmm. Um, some other new releases that I was surprised were up. I don't remember what they were because I get confused between that and HBO Go. Hmm. Do you guys Hulu Plus? 
HBO Go, and also the Netflix? No, we don't have Hulu Plus anymore. Okay. But you guys were doing the Hulu we Plus did, for a while. We did, yeah. And so, okay, well, you keep the HBO Go and the uh, Netflix. Yeah, that's, are you, are you telling uh, me? I was just wondering. <laughs> no, no. I was wondering, like, what, well, what's, Chris is saying that, you know, he's getting, you know, no, nothing's keeping him coming back, you know, new episodes, but he's seen all these new episodes before on, like, Hulu Plus. Not, not even on Hulu Plus. I would just watch them on Hulu. Okay. On like, I, I just on regular computer. On your computer. Okay. And then, uh, so what was keeping, but, so if it survived the cut, <laughs> the one cut, it has to be doing something, right? Or Netflix? Doing, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know what you meant by that. Netflix has to be doing something, right, to survive the one cut? You cut a third well, of I, your internet watching I, paid per viewing. Hulu, uh, Hulu was like on, on an old card. Oh, okay. When it, when it, when the card transferred over, I didn't, uh, renew. I didn't renew. And then I was just like, eh, I, I, it's good. I liked it, but I wasn't at that time mm-hmm. going on, uh, going on that often to watch stuff. So. New seasons starting. Are you guys going to go back onto the Hulu? Oh, you can just watch it on regular Hulu, though. You don't okay. have to have the plus to watch the new episodes when they get posted. Right. Yeah. But with the Xbox, you do. Yeah, like, I can just watch it on my desktop or my laptop. See, when you have a wife, <laughs> doing that is uh, much... It, it's too crazy. It's it's too yeah, much I mean, work. Okay, yeah, look, we're, we're swinging guys who have laptops that can just sit in a room and turn it on and watch a half hour or 15 minute episode of a show mm-hmm. and then shut it off and go their way. Yeah, when I look at recently added on Netflix, My Fair Wedding, Glengarry Glen Ross, The Tenth Kingdom, I have no interest in those. I think The Tenth Kingdom's been on there forever. It's been on there for a little bit. Yeah. And you you don't have any interest on The Tenth Kingdom, really? Mr. Loves yeah. Fairy Tales in different ways? No, because it doesn't look that good. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, it, it's okay. Like I understand that. Like it's something I probably will watch eventually, but I don't care to. Like I've been going back rewatching all of Thirty Rock. Is John Lorquette on the Tenth uh, Kingdom? I, uh, I think he actually might be. <laughs> it's weird that you know that, Paul. <laughs> he also guest starred on Eighteen, 18 Wheels, Wheels of Justice. <laughs> Eighteen Wheels of Justice. <laughs> Underrated television show. <laughs> it, only, but it only made a half a season. I, I haven't gotten rid of Netflix. I've talked about it, but it just I haven't gone onto the website to cancel it. What? That's seriously it. Mm-hmm. If would you pick up uh, Netflix if uh, the Shield Joss Whedon Shield show that we didn't talk about last week because it didn't because it was just this week. Yes, time this machines, happened. Paul. Time machines uh, coming to the Disney owned ABC. And it will be uh, completely its own self-referential thing. It won't deal with the Avengers at all. But it will be Josh Whedon's shield. Marvel's Josh Whedon's shield. Or is it Josh Whedon's Marvel's shield? I don't know. Marvel's probably going to have the top, yeah. top billing there. Because Marvel owns Josh Whedon, who does shield? Yes. Or does Josh Whedon own the Marvel's shield? I don't know. Uh, I I am gonna look forward to it. Joss Whedon, I, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Angel, Firefly, Dollhouse, all great shows. Like he does a great job with 
with all of those. A little news on that? Just hit the fourth season on uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Hey! Really? Yeah, finally, finally got the fourth season. That's where we were. We were there yeah, we left off around there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's in college now. Yeah. 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 That's when the episodes get not really good. Yeah. <laughs> that, that season kind of meanders around. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I You know, with Netflix, you get to skip, you get to read all the little uh, episode blurbs, and I don't know about this initiative or whatever it's the called. Thing, though, See, is the, like, the, the initiative they, is actually the best part of that season. Uh, and everything, like, even if, all right, the episode wasn't great. There's some kind of information or something that's let slip during that or something's happened that's going to tie in like four, eight, ten episodes later. Should I start watching Angel now? Because this is Angel left, if and you, I guess that's when Angel starts. Yeah, you so could. If, so should I watch an episode of Buffy and then an episode of Angel just to keep the time? You could do that you because could. there is some crossover during that season and the next one. Okay. Especially with like Oz. Oz has a couple of moments. What? I love Oz. Yeah. When he leaves, I'm done with that shoe. <laughs> <laughs> but he comes back later. Ah. So yeah. Um. What was your question about Shield? What? Whether or not uh, you guys? Well. I just wanted to bring up that, yes, it is going to be S.H.I.E.L.D., and it's going to be on ABC, and uh, it's not going to have anything to do with the Avengers, but it, of but course. the organization is S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. That's okay. That's what I was expecting the show to be. Um, I'll, I'll watch it. I yeah. look forward to it. As as do I. Paul? Which characters did you guys want to see on in S.H.I.E.L.D.? I Because th- you're not going to have Nick Fury... Because no. he's Avengers, you know, kind of character. I, I think this is going to be, like, very kind of procedural. Like, you're going to be getting, like, the new recruit on mm-hmm. his first day, kind of, like, stepping into this world. Oh, and then he accidentally hits the Red Baron button, and he finds where all the frozen pizzas are. What? At S.H.I.E.L.D.'s headquarters. The movie tie-in commercials? I don't watch TV, Paul. They, they played, like, during, like, Hulu ads. They were, like... Yeah, I haven't watched you, anything on Hulu were, because I've watched everything I wanted to. <laughs> they were ubiquitous. That's how ubiquitous... Yeah. I, I've seen this ad. I don't watch TV. Yeah, I... This is news to me. Yeah, I didn't see those. The Red Baron Avengers commercials? No? No. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, that, that could be why I haven't bought a Red Baron pizza in a while. <laughs> I guess so. Well, that and they haven't been on sale for like 40 cents. Yeah, could be it. Uh, no, I'd, I'd like to see, like, espionage, spy stuff with the production value and the thought process and writing that they had, like, with Dollhouse. Well, apparently his, uh, brother, mm-hmm. um, Jeb's gonna be writing this and he's gonna be kind of, like, overseeing it. But his brother Jeb did stuff on Dollhouse. He basically was the head of that show. But Joss was overseeing everything. He was more of the showrunner for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I'm I'm more than okay with. As a, as am I. So which actors do you think he's going to call back to be on Shield? Lashaduku, uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar, because I, he always has the actors come back, right? He has people come back. I think um, you're going to see the guy that played Victor in Dollhouse. Maybe the guy. Yeah. Um, I, actually, uh, the guy who 
Yeah, Victor, he was the, he was the really good... He played good, one of yeah. the cops. Yeah, he played one of the cops. Yeah, he would be a good choice. Because that guy could do anything in Dollhouse. Like, he was believable in all the crazy roles that he did. Yeah, he... Probably the, the Asian girl that was oh. in Dollhouse. Oh, yeah, I can't think of her name. I can't either. Sienna something. Um, and if they're lucky, Alan Tudyk will do something. Oh, he'll definitely do something. Yeah. <laughs> He's kind of required to. <laughs> he hasn't done anything since Dodgeball, right? So... No, he was in Transformers he was, 3. He was oh. in Transformers 3. He was Which also is in, on Netflix. He was it also is. on uh, Dollhouse. He's oh, great in Dollhouse. I didn't see it. I haven't watched Dollhouse. Have, haven't gotten Dollhouse was pretty good. I, except for Eliza Dushku. <laughs> right. No, I, yeah, no I, I agree. She, it got better towards the end when he was able to do what he wanted with it, but the first season, it's very much he had to do what Fox wanted him to do with it, and you couldn't tell. Well, they had no face in him? Uh, or they had too much face? With him? No, it's Fox. They don't care about him. No, it, I was going off of her character on. I, no, I get it. Okay. And I was yeah. just. They don't care. Shooting me down yet again. Yep. It's okay. Shooting me down yet again. I'm trying to think of a way to segue that. It's okay. Because we have comic books coming out. I guess we do. I got really loud there. Because you guys did not care about Steam's Steam Box at all. Oh, yeah. That's. You, well, you, you can that, talk about you it, Paul. You love talking about Valve that stuff. Is a. Definitely looking to uh, make some hard computer hardware now, and they filed for a patent and actually got an, a, pat- a patent for a controller with swappable parts. Ooh, and confusing, and from things will get lost. Well, if you think about it, the uh, Dreamcast had the VMU that would slide in and out of the... Uh, the memory card would slide in and out of the controller itself, so I don't think it's going to be anything too crazy. But it would make sense because some people really enjoy, like, there's the argument between the PS3 controllers for shooters and the Xbox controllers where the triggers aren't right and people mod their controllers. So why not just make it easier to mod your own controller? If you're paying that price, let me play with the throw of the sticks or how much pressure I have to put on the triggers to get it to... uh coordinate with the action on screen so it's kind of cool i don't like patents you know for that kind of thing because it doesn't well, seem like it's this is something unique. that they've already been working on over at i don't know if it was mad cats or pdp but they were developing a line of controllers with uh mlg the major league gaming that was going to be basically the same thing but they didn't file for a pen for it so i guess well, they're th- out. this is something i heard about like months ago though right so they could have filed for a patent for it I don't. I didn't follow because I don't care about swapping out stuff on my controller. Because you're not a major league gamer. No, I don't. I don't care. I sit down. I play my games for like an hour or two, and then I go do something else. Uh, I'm just excited for Valve to come out with its a, a, a video game um, competitor because it, I think the market needs it. With Nintendo kind of exiting the video game hardware market, nobody really cares about the Wii U except for Zombie U. That does yeah. kind of look good. Did you see it up at Fan Expo? No. Oh. I was only there for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> there for no, an it, hour and a half. It does look good, though, but it's not worth buying a Wii U for. Yeah. The amount of people that still think the Wii U is just an add-on for the Wii is astounding. Well, yeah, it, it kind of sounds like that because yeah. your controllers will swap over. And, man, I'm just... I don't trust Microsoft or PlayStation with converting my digital sales over to my next system. But with Valve, who 
which all they do is kind of digital sales right now with Steam, I kind of have more trust and faith in them. Mm-hmm. And they make things backwards compatible because that's what they do. You know? I can still play Commander Keen on my new computer. Would Would you want to play Commander Keen, though? Yeah, I do. I was going to say, have you? <laughs> yes. I own it on Steam. Steam let me. Why would I use that as an example if I wouldn't use it? I don't know. Chris, that would be a really weird example. That would the, be, uh, you're a really weird guy, though. Yeah. That would be me, like, talking about comic books coming out this weekend and me not having a book yet. Which is... <laughs> <laughs> well, while so, you John, for that book, why don't I go into the book I'm looking forward to, which is going to be Phantom Stranger, number zero. Um, I've always... I've always liked Phantom Stranger, and uh, Dan DiDio and Brent Brent Anderson are going to be bringing it in, and it's going to kind of fill in what he's been doing since... Uh, Paul, I, Paul, Paul's looking for his book, and I don't know why he clicked on that one when the one right next to it seemed like the sure thing. The Animal Man? Number zero? <laughs> Continue, sorry. Which is going to tie in what he's been doing since uh, Free Comic Book Day when you got the first look of him in the DCU. So I'm looking forward to checking that out. Paul, have you made your decision, or are you still... No, no, it's it's Grant Morrison's Action Comics number zero. Okay. Uh, Which he picks over Animal Man number zero, I'm just saying. Well, because it ties in with Swamp Thing number zero. It's (laughs) But what did I love about the new take uh, from Action Comics number one? He's wearing jeans. Wearing jeans. He's being cool. That you have. (laughs) Yeah, like a t-shirt that I could own. So it's not surprising that I would go with the number zero issue because it's more that story. Okay. You know, and that's what I want to see. That's what I want, and that's what I'm going to get with number zero. Oh, yeah. I hope. Otherwise, Grant Morrison does something with hypertime, and then zero is actually infinity, and because every because there is no zero, it's only a placeholder. Right now, Grant Morrison's <laughs> rolling his eyes like, "What's wrong with this kid?" This French fry lover. Infinite. Oh. Uh, uh, right Mark down. the time. Uh, right down. Sorry, we're trying not to swear. John's been good this episode. I know. Only one. Well, I was just, I was speaking as Grant Morrison though, right? So. Well, you should have been more. So he doesn't care if Paul darn has to be Grant Morrison. Well, John, I think Chris swear. I the also have a DC uh, number zero coming out, which it's zero month. Of course, if you're getting a book from DC and it's one of the new fifty two books, it's going to be a zero. But mine's actually Earth two number zero. Oh. Um. Much like most of the other ones, we're getting kind of looks back, which is kind of funny because we're doing our look back. But we're getting a Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman story in the pages of Earth Zero. Um, we didn't get to see them because they basically die in Earth 2 number 1. Um, so I'm really looking forward to seeing them together as a team and maybe getting some awesome stuff from uh, Helena as Robin. Robin. Hmm. Do you think Batman and Wonder Woman share a kiss in Earth? Earth zero or Earth two number zero. There's so a lot many of numbers. numbers. There. Yeah, but I don't care. You don't care. <laughs> Much like I didn't care about the Justice League kiss because you know what? It's happened before. Yeah, Just and new Batman oh, and Wonder Woman had a thing. Mm-hmm. What did happen? Owlman, Ultraman, and Superwoman had a thing. Yeah, but not Owlman wow. and Su- Ultraman. They didn't have a thing. No, there's mm-hmm. no thing for them. Because he's not Green Lantern. But, but I'll tell you what I have a thing for. More beer? More beers. And this time is the uh, Saranac Oktoberfest, which I'm thinking I might enjoy a little bit more than the 
actual Oktoberfest. It's it's all it's along the same line, but you get a little but more spice. It's to got it. that spice. It's got a little more. It's got a little more to it. I'm not, I'm not putting it like high above everything else so far, but it, it's got that spice that I'm looking it's, for. In it's October a very Fest. shallow victory. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. It is the best of the junk beers that we've been drinking. Yes, of the uh, four that we've had, this is number one of four. No. Like, it, it's not leaps and bounds better. No, it, it just it's, has... And it's a it's an amber? Yes. Lager, yeah. But it, it's it's decent enough. Like, if you're looking for an Oktoberfest, mm-hmm. this is probably more what you'd want from one besides what we had with the uh, Evinger, what, uh, the Spaten. And the I don't remember pa- the other. Pollen. Polliner. Pollyanner, yeah. Yeah, Uh, yeah, this is an amber lager, so I guess you could call it a Marzen. You could, because it has the color. Right color. So, uh, but it's not that, you know, heavy, there's not much to it still. I guess there is a little bit more spice to it. There's a little more spice, there's a little more, there's a little more to it. It's not much of a ghost beer. Yeah, it's not ghosty. I still have the lingering flavor on my tongue. It, It, it's getting there. We're getting there, guys. We still haven't found what we're looking for, though. No. Uh, next week, I'm just letting you know um, that I am bringing two great beers. I, I hope I haven't tasted them yet. Uh, I have the Breckenridge and our Buffalo Owl. Which is a Harvestdale, though, Paul. Right. But it's in the German style. Like, they have... Munich makes the malt on it. Mm, okay. And Bulgarian thinking, is was, better. It's, yeah. I was gonna say harvest sales would work the same because they're in the same line. It's they're Oktoberfest, except they're not calling it Oktoberfest. Right. They have because Munich they, is, do, they don't want it to be like these beers that we've had. Right? They they have Munich and Bulgarian on there. Like no, I, on, I would say harvest sales so. are probably actually more what we are looking for. Yeah, which might be a fault of our own, but who knows? And yeah. also uh, everybody else. I mean, everybody's they either have an Oktoberfest or harvest. Yeah. And I, I'm going to steer clear of the uh, Southern Tier Harvest because... It's not good. It isn't. And Southern Tier is one of our go-to breweries, so yeah. we, we all... I think we all agree there. And uh, Buffalo's own Buffalo Fest, which isn't, I guess, an Oktoberfest because it's Buffalo Fest. No, it's Oktoberfest, so it's... It's a flying... Or uh, what is... It's, what's the... Uh, the one at the stadium? No, yeah. Flying by... No. Yeah, Flying Bison has to deal with. I'm thinking. No. Who am I thinking of? They do the Buffalo IPA, the uh, Buffalo Fest, the Aviator Red. It's flying Bison. That's, that's Flying Bison. That's Flying yeah. Bison. Okay. Well, I just, yeah. I just came back into the room and I was like, "We're talking about Flying Bison, right?" <laughs> yep. And then Paul's like, "No." Am I? I don't even remember. Paul's hitting those Oktoberfests hard. Yep. I've been off from work. I get to drink all the time. All the time. And what else can I do all the time? Read comic books. Like all this month's stack. And uh, we're bringing you some number ones. Or let's do victories. Let's get the, the I think, the hate out of the way. I'll pass that off to you because this was John's book. I, I picked this up because it's a superhero book by Michael Oming, who I have... Uh, I do. I've I've liked, I've liked his I've liked his artwork on Powers, 
some of his, you know, Bastard Samurai was, I enjoyed that. Uh, Hammer of the Gods. Yeah, I really enjoyed Hammer of the Gods. Do I have to beep out a title? No, you don't. That's okay. Okay. What? Huh? Because you said Bastard Samurai. Wait, do I have to beep out the thing of you pointing out what I had to beep out? No, because it's a title. Oh, And I think Bastard's an okay word. Yeah. It's pretty low-key. That's low-key. Okay. I mean, if you can say birdhouse, can we say birdhouse? You can say birdhouse. Oh, then, then can? I don't know. Yeah. Can we? No, I don't think so. No? Birdhouse. No. No. <laughs> no. But we're saying bastard's okay. Bastard's okay. Okay. Uh, and we have uh, the vic- Beautiful flower. It's off the table, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So should we, should we do the rundown, then? No. <laughs> what we can't say? Uh, I'm pretty sure those two words were definitely on the list. Or actually, <laughs> those three were definitely on the list of what, the rundown. What were? I'm not seeing them now. Okay, what 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 crap so, are we reading? Because uh, so crap was not on the list. Michael Oming doing a superhero miniseries with Dark Horse Dark Horse Comics. Do you? Have, I said a whore. Do you have to mark that out, Paul? Yes. <laughs> Dark Horse Comics. <laughs> And uh, you have the victories, which is a tale of a corrupt city, and not. I'm like the art. I, I don't. It's it's not consistent. He does like more well, clean. What, what, what's, I, the, what's the book about? What's it's the, about? Is a, a wise cracking superhero that doesn't fit into the dark city that he lives in and the villains that he fights against. And the villains he fights against call themselves heroes that are cleaning up the city the only way they can. Which is by killing, killing the corrupt cro- crooks, the corrupt uh, judges, uh, which we see in the story. Uh, I guess the corrupt cops they go up against too. And they say, no, the only way to be a hero in this city is to be a killer. And you get a fight between that hero, the jackal. Faustus, who's the main character, and the jackal, who's painted as the villain in this. The main character in this issue, because it seems like they're going to branch out to the other victories. Is that what the name is? Yeah, that's what the team's uh, called. And they're, you know, because there's one guy on the moon saving us all right now, and it's a team of superheroes. So this one focuses on Faustus, the devil. And he dresses like a devil. Uh, and I'm sorry to say, like I'm sorry to say like I was kind of looking forward to this and I read the first couple pages and I put it down and I picked up a book that I knew that I was going to enjoy and and read that and then was like I got to get to this because we're going to be reviewing it it's a number one that came out and I mean Michael Oming's art is kind of all over the place he's got like clean he has kind of that dirty that's, washed out look that's kind of how his style's always been though yeah but I mean this looks pretty clean and then you have i mean you can see all the lines in here like it it changes up i think a little more than i don't i'd expect just to me the Mm -hmm. art kind of took me out of it you see a lot of stuff that he's like this one whole scene about like the newscast and interviewing people we've seen that in power yeah that's straight out of power you know except there's like a double page yeah um and just like I, i just I didn't uh I didn't enjoy it and I think I ordered issue two, maybe issue three, and I'm not looking forward to paying the almost four dollars for those. I think the art was the strongest part of it, and I just wish that someone else had been handling 
the dialogue and the captions because then I think this would have been a much better book. The dialogue it comes off as clunky yes, and just yeah, not well written. No. But I think the story's there. I think the art's there. I just someone else should have been writing the dialogue for it because that that's what took me out of the book. That's what hurt it right from the get go, right from like the second mm-hmm. page. Oh, I went with the first page where I'm like, oh my goodness, he's this is a Watchmen opening. Yeah. And and I even quipped, uh, man, they couldn't find a dog, so I guess they just used a rat instead. Or Michael, Michael, or... Oming. Oming yeah, Michael Avon Oming. Avon, there it is. Oming doesn't like uh, drawing dogs, so he'll draw a rat instead. Uh, and it just, even the word captions, it's like, kind of like him doing a parody of, or an homage to Watchmen, and then it's like an homage to... The Dark Knight almost, you know, in parts where it's the city. And it's kind of, it's like a Batman-looking character with a Spider-Man personality. But that Spider-Man personality doesn't show through. And the clippiness isn't there. And, yeah. it doesn't, and it doesn't fit. See, I'm fine with it not fitting because that's what he's trying to do. It's that justice, you know, trying to uh, create that justice position. But we're told he's a... What's the exact wording that the horrible uh, news uh, reporter says? The wisecracking hero. And he's not wisecracking. Yeah, he I didn't feel he was wisecracking wise crack. at all. You know, there's a scene that. where he covers up the uh, cock piece of the jackal with a leaf in this one scene. Uh, but it doesn't come off as wisecracking or funny. And maybe that's because the tone we're led to the tone of the book not to laugh. You know, maybe that's what you're getting at, and I can understand that. But, and then he comes back and he starts drinking hard. Yeah, and then he's he's super mopey and depressed. Yeah, so he's acting like he's a wisecracking hero, but he's not really. So, who am I rooting for? Yeah, yeah. and I, I think the description of what this book was going to be is, like Chris said, like, the concept or the idea is good, but it's not handled... Writing-wise, it's not there. And what what the idea of this book is, is, you know, is what drew me to it. I was like, oh, Michael Oming's doing this book. Oh, it's going to be kind of, it, it should be kind of fun. It should be kind of gritty, blah, blah, blah. But it just doesn't, it does not tie together. See, I'm fine with people trying to do gritty, but when you do gritty, you got to make it your own now. I'm tired of seeing... Just the falling ins of the tropes of doing Batman Year One or doing Watchmen. Watchmen, and it opens up and it is trying to be watch. You know, it's got the Watchmen aesthetic even, to it. The, it's the aesthetics there, the tone. Mm-hmm. Even the, like when you have Faustus at the beginning narrating, it reads yeah. a lot like Rorschach would. Mm-hmm. Just it doesn't say. Just like him describing like mm-hmm. the city, like. Right from the get-go, I was like, okay, this just feels lifted. Yeah, and not its own spin. And I had a real hard time trying to get through it because it felt so lifted. Yeah. Forced. Yeah, there you go. But something that I read, and uh, Chris handed off to me, it's his book, that I read, and I was just like, oh, man, I'm I'm down for the Third Army. Like, I'm glad. I, I'm going to go batshit crazy. Like, I'm going to make him give me all his Green Lantern books, 1 to 12, that have come out, 
because I need to be ready for this. I need to know what's going on in these other Green Lantern books because the Green Lantern annual just rocked it. And that's what we have. Paul didn't seem to enjoy it too much. Paul looks shocked. Um, because what we have is Green Lantern Annual Number 1, written by uh, Jeff Johns, art by Ethan Van Skyver, with the epilogue done by artist Pete Woods. Um, and this is kind of the culmination of everything that's been happening in all of the other Green Lantern books for the past year. Uh, the Guardians have been masterminding the fall of all the other cores in the dark, and now they're putting their plan into motion by creating what they call, quote-unquote, the Third Army. Well, the why Man- do they call it? Okay. Thanks. I was, was going to get into it, buddy. Okay, cool. <laughs> the Manhunters failed. In the Guardian's eyes, the Green Lantern Corps failed because they're too driven by emotion. They're going forth with their own creation based off of the First Lantern, mm-hmm. which we don't know anything about yet. Um, but someone that they can actually just control. Like, they are in complete control. The Third Army is going to be doing what the Guardians deem is necessary. They are of the same flesh and the same mind as the Guardians, but not of the Guardians themselves. Yes. Because they use the power of the First Lantern. Which, to... you know, which is all going to come back around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're hinting at... He's held in a lantern-like prison with all the color spectrum in that Cell. Also locked away with some guardians that we never knew existed before, who I think, this is just fanboy speculation here, at the end of this crossover, because it's going to be going for three months through all the Green Lantern books, um, I think we're going to see the end of the guardians as we know it, but then have the new guardians, not the, not the, title which are the old guardians that were locked away in the shadow of the council of the shadow what did chambers yeah. of the shadow chamber of the yeah. shadows chambers yes the and, and i as soon as i saw those other ones i said well they're going to replace the mm-hmm. ones who have lost all faith and except for Kanthith. well no well, he's, he's 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 there too he's there he's he's, he's alongside he slit that one dude's throat like he's badass in here was, he's was Ganseth the one that slit the person's throat? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. He, I can never t- he's, I can't. he's the one with the ponytail. I don't want to be racist or anything, but <laughs> little blue but, uh, guardians, I can never tell them. But apart. where this starts off is right where uh, Green Lantern number 12 left off. It's You've got Hal Jordan and Sinestro going toe-to-toe with... Wait a second. Hal Jordan, played yes. by... Uh, what's his name? Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> in the movie... Green Lantern you're, you're was, buried, was buried alive. You're missing in the movie buried alive. What was the movie name where the hell where uh, Ryan Reynolds was buried alive? I don't know. I, I can't remember. I know what you're talking about. But when Paul's doing that, he's got his 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 fists under his chin. He's like looking so angelic. Wait a minute, Ryan Reynolds was a green was Green Lantern, and he was also buried alive in that movie where he's buried alive and. I don't know. I never saw that movie. I have But uh, going up against Black Hand again, and you've got Jeff Johns and Ethan Van Skyver, the creative team behind the Black Sight event that we had, I don't even know how many episodes devoted to. I know. I'm sorry, people. No, I'm, don't I'm don't apologize. Sorry. They were great. No. That was Sinestro Corps. That's what got us going. Good. Um, Black Knight was good, too. Blackest Knight was great. I lost my face in Green Lantern <laughs> during Blackest Knight, and that this... Did not lead me to come back. You just didn't like all the colors staying around. 
And I think the colors are great. I do, too. I enjoy I, the colors as well. I can see all the different colors, so I think they're great. <laughs> they all have different symbols, Paul. Just look for the symbols. Nitpick I do. the symbols. Um, there's a good moment in the back here where you have Black Hand alongside that dead guardian, and he's just looking down at the floor at him. Because where we end up is the guardians have created their new army, and they've got Black Hand in their, not under their control, but... In their capture. Yeah. Like, they have access to him. They, they can have plans for him. And they can do whatever they want with him at this point. Um, because Necron is gone. Necron's out of the picture. So The villain from Blackest Night. I'm I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, I enjoy Green Lantern books. I like when they do their mini crossovers between mm-hmm. the series. Because I buy them all anyway, so it's not like I have to buy any extra books to read it. That's true. Um it's great seeing uh, Ethan Van Skyver back on Green Lantern. He's been gone for so long, ever since Black Knight and Sinestro Corps War, that I love just the little things that he's able to fit into the pages and the panels. That's like, oh, that's cool. Like, if you're not looking at it, you're not catching it. Like, in this very first page here, the three panels at the bottom, they make the Roman numeral three. Yeah. In one of the later panels where you have one of the Guardians that was locked up, when you see... Like, there's a energy kind of sparking in his eye. It makes a Roman numeral one. Um, it's, I don't remember where it was in here. It's right after the Guardians open yeah. up the uh, chamber. I did notice the gleam in the eye, and I tried to figure it out. But now that you say yep. that it was uh, the Roman numeral one, uh, I got it. It's there. Um, I also like... Oh, and it's Ethan Van Skyver, so it's, you really have to look for mm-hmm. that. And I like the little just... Kind of subtle things that he puts in there too. Like he talked about before how the Green Lantern costumes, they're not fabric. They don't right. reflect light. So when you have Hal and Sinestro like geared up, you don't see any contour. You don't see any lines because it's just black in that portion mm-hmm. of the costume. You see green and then just a field of black because you no, know, it's doesn't make sense. It's not fabric. It wouldn't play by those rules. Mm-hmm. It just, it swallows all light. And that's the kind of stuff that I, like seeing a Green Lantern because I like that there's thought behind it. Mm-hmm. It's I, not just I'm drawing a costume on someone. He he gives it that little like, well, no, it's the costume's like this. And he was the guy that introduced that the emblem should pop off and act as like almost a siren. Yeah, which I really enjoy. Those little parts that when a creator thinks about what he's working on is great. It's just that I feel so detached from Green Lantern. And when I got to the end where they show the th- what the third army is going to be, I'm like, really? Zombies again? You know, mouthless it, creatures? It's it sold. Here's the thing. Yeah, I wow. know it's sold. Just to, like in our show alone, like we bought all those like issues. We had episodes and episodes devoted to it. Yeah. It works. And this and, team behind it again, I, I think lightning can strike twice. And I, I see the third army like... Not as zombies, but more like as the Omac. Like mm-hmm. as soon as I saw him, I was like, "Okay, it's Omac." Like he touches him, he becomes another one of the soldiers. The only thing, and the, the thing that's really creepy is like the first one has like kind of glowing eyes. The second one is like the same like kind of monster, three fingered <laughs> monster, but it still has those human eyes, which like it looks They're silly, just, like, but bewildered. at the same time, it's like kind of creepy. I, I dig it. Yeah, I'm. I'm. This I'm signed on. I haven't like I've read the first couple, 
Green Lantern issues, the first couple, mm-hmm. Red Lantern, Guardian, or uh, what is it? The New Guard- Guardians. New Guardians. Like, I read the first couple of those, and, like, just like Chris didn't, like, I borrowed some of Chris's books and, and read them, and those are ones that, like, he just wasn't, like, thrown over to me, so yeah, I wasn't I, keeping up. I honestly up. haven't thought about it at all. Yeah, and it's not it's not a big deal, because I wasn't, mm-hmm. if it was a big deal, I would ask for them. One of the main books I do would say, hey, I need the uh, Red Hood and the Outlaws, please. Um, but, like, I'm, I want to go back and read those. I'm signed on. Like I'm, I can't wait for this event. Nope. Paul's out. Paul's out. Well, John I, and I will be reading it. Right. So hey, John and I will be doing bag and board bites about those. Hey. Huh? Or, or during the monthly look back, I'll have to read it. And be like, <laughs> nope. Sorry, guys. Well, yeah, Don't get it. You know what? I think that would be something more for our bag and board yeah. bites. Yeah, I, think, I agree. I definitely agree. And um, another thing that we've. I, we've kind of come around to every time there's a new start to a DCU prevents or DC Universe presents, we do review it. Yep. So we did it with the last one of um, the Savage, the Savages, mm-hmm. and now we have a Kid Flash one. And this this, this is a one shot, right? This is a one shot. Um, this was just a one off issue. The continuation of it was in Teen Titans number 12. It was like the last six pages of that. Oh. It was a backup story. Um, but this is Kid Flash. It was written by Fabian Nicieza, art by Jorge Jimenez. And Paul didn't enjoy this as much as I thought he was going to, because this is exactly what I would have wanted from the Kid Flash book that they were talking about. Really? Yeah. It's just, it's crazy, fun, like comics. I, I, it's crazy. I don't know where the fun is. The, the fun's there. Uh, it's the just crazy. It's not flash yet. Flash fact. Creating a uh, vortex to slow yourself down, you know, works. But then you got to worry about the pterodactyl woman that's falling to save her. You know, like, there's those things are fun. Like right. all the stuff of him just. It's basically like you're reading his thoughts, but he's narrating to himself as he's doing everything, mm-hmm. which is fun that you would think of when it's. You know, Bart Allen. You know, it, it takes you back to the Bart Allen and the Teen Titans with mm-hmm. Jeff Johns' run versus where Bart went when he was the Flash. You know, yeah. you saw him progress and grow older. He still was that, you know, a little bit of a quip kind of fun guy, but you saw him more as someone who has grown up. And this, you have him back as the kid again, and it's and it's fun. This is yeah. it is it is a fun book. I take his narrations as his actual thought process. It is more him as impulse mm-hmm. than him as Kid Flash, because that's about as much thought as he's put into it. Is yeah. him saying it to the reader, which is great for impulse he, or Kid Flash. And he even makes note of that in yeah. like one of the panels. He's like, the thought yeah. becomes he's like. Usually, I don't even put in the thought part of that. Yeah. No. Um, this spun out of a Teen Titans book. Mm-hmm. It's a one-off issue. It was continued in a Teen Titans book. Um, but I'm glad they did this. Like, I'm happy that I was able to go in and buy a Kid Flash book and not just another and, issue of Teen Titans. But it wasn't so much a Kid Flash book. It's that tie-in between the two Teen Titans books. It's kind of like, it's kind of, it, I, it's a lot more of like what you would like, Teen Titans anthology. And it's just yeah. the the Kid Flash kind of book. Um, when I, when I did go in to read this, I expected kind of more of a stand alone mm-hmm. book, but 
you know what this made me want to do? Read Teen Titans number 12. And you, here's, know, you know what else it made me want to do? Read 9, 10, 11, and possibly see more Mystery of the Island, where it's the yeah. vortex of different it, spaces and time. Crazy. And you know what? It sounds crazy. It sounds crazy fun. The kind of books that I like. I like reading something that gets a little bit out there. It's kind of on the right. edge mm-hmm. with characters that I do like. And I'm glad that Kid Flash kind of had this spotlight because, yeah, he's in the pages of Teen Titans, but he's kind of there and yeah. not to make a pun, but like then he's gone. Like he runs out of a panel. Mm-hmm. So actually seeing him around in this world, and I think Fabian Nicieza is a great choice for someone to write something like this. Mm-hmm. Because he gets those young characters. I loved him on Red Robin. And then Jorge Jimenez in art. This is a guy I hadn't heard of before mm-hmm. this. But he does Kid Flash well. Like, every panel is just so active and bright. I I wish he was doing Teen Titans instead of Brett Booth. Like, I think he just has a great energy that you need for a book like this. There was nothing in the panels that made me feel the speed, though. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah, There's like, the lightning, like kind of action, but well, you like the like you see like the different drawings of the yeah, character in the in panel the like, doing different stuff, mm-hmm. and you, you don't you, really get this here. You, you get do, a couple of those, but you, and you know what the thing the thing that I caught like from the art is yeah, it looks like he's just he's just kind of posed, mm-hmm. but you think okay, he's it's this is one glimpse of right. him moving that fast, and that's kind of what I just I took away from it is. You get to see that split second where it's mm-hmm. just him, that one frame, and the lightning kind of leading up behind him. And, like, I, du- I did. I dug it. I thought the art was great. Uh, I, and it, it, it captured it captured it well. It didn't have that movement, but it mm-hmm. had that pause. Yeah. And that's the thing. where So that didn't grab me. Like okay. the, You know, that's all I'm saying. It's, no, but I, you like the pauses. And I think well, he- no. John likes the pauses. I, I, I want more action. There's the one scene where it's blurred when he's going around the one uh, tr- I don't even know what kind of uh, dinosaurs these people are. I don't really care. No, they're, they're just dinosaur people. Yeah, they're not exactly because it's literal sp- dinosaurs. It's a spotlight on like it feels definitely like they took two panels from the last issue of Teen Titans and just exploded them out to a full issue. And I don't know if I bought this alone thinking, hey, Kid Flash story, I'm in, and then I got this, I don't know if I would be pleased by my $3 leaving my pocket. See, I, this. I think it's only, you know, it's no, it's, they're all at three bucks now. Because I don't get any, like, Bart Allen. Bart Allen, I only get him as Kid Flash. You know what I mean? Like, there's no real spotlight on who this character is. There's no. Well, really that's kind of how the whole. Yeah. Teen Titans book has been though because they're right. The not. Teen Titans book has been, but not DC Universe Presents, mm-hmm. where we've gotten an introduction to these new characters, Savages, Challengers of the Unknown. Like they have been introductions to these characters, and then cool story beyond this one. Sh- it's called DC Universe Presents. It's not Teen Titans Presents. Mm-hmm. This is awesome as Teen Titans Presents works well. I just don't think it works well as DC well, it's, Presents. It's DC Universe Presents Kid Flash, not Bart Allen. And right. this, it is a Kid Flash story. It is. But I, it's a Kid I, Flash story in Teen Titans, not so much, you know. No, yeah. It's I, not what I've been getting out of DC Universe Presents. Yeah. And, like, you would be looking forward to, to 
like a story that's day off from the Teen Titans, what Baron it. Bart Allen does. Because that's what I would expect from DC Universe Presents. Or, yeah. you and, know, him having an adventure as Kid Flash all throughout it and no Bart Allen. And this is an adventure he has uh, on his own. I, I see both. And I said this should be, like, the Teen Titans mm-hmm. annual. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, that, it would make, it Completely probably would agree. make more sense that than DC Universe Presents. I And I do agree to that I expected something different but it I picked it up I read it and I want to pick up Teen Titans which could be why they did it that way I mean that's what you can do with an anthology book is you're not bound by anything I'm really looking forward to the uh, Black Lightning and Blue uh, Blue Devils like two issue one that they have coming Mm -hmm. out I, I don't know what to expect from it because neither one of those characters has even been mentioned in the new 52. No. If you picked it up and then saw that you were supposed to read to figure out the start of the story, like Justice League Dark, which you don't read, would you be a little upset that you were then coming well, in halfway through? But not, this, ne- not necessarily, though. I, I think this book Did enough stands alone enough alone. on its own. Right. You don't need to have read yeah. the previous stuff. You don't. Mm-hmm. And they give you, you get, plenty of you, words you, on the first page. You get a conclusion. You get a conclusion to it. Well, and hey, if you want to find out any more, mm-hmm. pick out number twelve. And I do like that they gave you that recap page, but it's not like that Marvel recap where you're reading paragraphs. It's actually narrated mm-hmm. by Kid Flash, which it yeah. it was fun reading that. Even though I read the issue like right before that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was still fun seeing him say it. Right. Just saying. A lot it, of exposition on the first page, but it got you there. It does do enough to stand alone. I do agree. But it's it's. If I was, I'm just glad I did not pop down the three dollars for it. I, I have no, I have no problem have, with it, and it's, it's not really a, a lot of exposition too because. It's, yeah, there's a there's it's a page worth on here, but that like the last. Bubble like that's he's saying is continuity doesn't really matter. Clarity is overrated. Let the fun begin. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing is is I've been picking up DCU and usually Chris orders through previews before I do. So I went to order the new star to something. I was like, oh hey, you you picked it up. Same thing with yeah with with the you know blue uh, the blue devil one coming up next. And it was just like, oh, okay. And if I had picked this up on my own, I probably would have said, "Hey, do you have twelve of Teen Titans?" Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't be upset. And it I'd actually, I would take it and go to Chris. Do you want this for? Do you want this for your collection? Like, do you want to have this? Mm-hmm. And because I, I don't want to sound like comics. They almost mean nothing to me now. Yeah. Like I, I enjoy the read of them. Some of them I like to go back to. Some of them I don't. I read my single shot of um, Lobster Johnson, and then I gave it to a guy at work to give to his kid. There you go. I was like, you know what? Give this to Landon. Like, if he likes it, mm-hmm. I'll let him borrow my Hellboy stuff. Like, if he doesn't or you don't think it's that great, and he's like, no, he's shooting up a bunch of dudes. Like, he's got these awesome toys where it makes noise when you pull the trigger, and then you put a silencer on it, and it makes a different noise. Like That's kind of cool. He's like, and he just rolls around the living room, like, shooting everything. I was like, all right, he'll love 
Lobster Johnson, then. Mm-hmm. Um, that mouse car that's on the tables for Orlando. That's, that's what I figured. Because every now and then, Don will just get, like, thrown in my stacks. I think he thinks I order it still, but I don't. <laughs> so I, I read it, and then I'm okay with passing it off. That That's what I told I told um, our friend. I was like, uh, there's an issue on the table. I think it's for him. I'm not sure. Um, and he loves he loved that anthology, too, that you oh, cool. that you gave yeah. him. The free comic book day free one? Free comic like book day. Uh, one. Um, he had to go awesome. out and get... He went out and bought all the, like the rust that was in it because his son loved really? it. Really? Yeah. That's cool. So free comic book day does work. Yeah. And it works for kids too, not just like dudes that are like 17, 18. Right? Yeah. Yeah. He's like That's how we got back into comics, Paul. Don't make true. that face. Five or six. <laughs> that's where that's how that's how we found Don's free comic mm-hmm. book day. That's true. Well you guys. Yeah. Yeah. I, we weren't we weren't friends then. No, we weren't friends. No, we didn't yet. know you then. It's very true. But if you want to become friends with us, there's simple ways to do it. One, like us on Facebook. Two, send us beer. Oh, Wait, that, that's never happened. <laughs> that's never happened. Aaron sent us beer. Yeah, that's, oh, that's true. Three, send us an email, contact at bagnaboardcast.com. Like us over on Facebook. We're just bagnaboard. I already said that. Oh, did you? Yeah, that's how I started. Oh. But you know the ultimate way to become our friend? I'm guessing rate and review us. Yes. Over on the iTunes. It will, I will etch your name into my heart. <laughs> Paul do doesn't that. even have a heart. <laughs> Just because I don't like your type of quote unquote fun doesn't mean I don't have a heart. Apparently I am the third army. <laughs> <laughs> I am the thing that which, of which I hate. Show me your creepy eyes, Paul. All oh, those are man. creepy. Jeez. It's a crazy ice killer. <laughs> <laughs> so until next week, please, please don't join any army that you're not aware of what their position on having your heart Enough. or mind is. Enough. That's good. <laughs>